7 to 29, and I'll also be in 1 Corinthians 2, 16. Glory be to God. It's a good morning, isn't it? Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to be in verses 27 to 29, and we'll backflip into 1 Corinthians 2.16. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It's a mystery and there is a mystery that God wants to make known among the Gentiles. Please speak to the instrumentalists. When we are done with praise worship, I don't like them leaving the church and for whatever reason. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Somebody say Christ in me, the hope of glory. No, no, come on, you're not saying it properly. Say it like someone that has revelation that Christ is living in you. Say Christ in me, the hope of glory. Verse 28, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Then verse 29. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Someone say God is working in me mightily. The central theme in all of the epistles of Paul the Apostle to the New Covenant Church is Christ in us. He made a lot of effort and he was really helped by the Holy Spirit to get this one thing to the church. That's the central theme of the New Testament. Christ in the believer. It's a mystery. Christ the risen one. Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, living on the inside of a mortal man like me, like you. That's the central thing. And if we understand that mystery, if we get that point right, every other thing in our life will fall into place. People strive today to get healed. As if God really does not want to heal them or God is no longer in the healing business. People strive and also to make money and to get ahead in life. And sometimes it looks as though God is really not interested in us prospering or having a breakthrough. We strive on the outside to achieve a whole lot. When, as a matter of fact, it has all been paid for, it has all been said, whether it's healing, whether it's salvation, deliverance, prosperity, the wisdom of God, everything has been paid for and the one who paid for it has even taken up residence on the inside of us. So what I've been trying to achieve from last week to this week is to get our attention, shift our focus from the outside to the inside, that if you can look inwards, you have all you need. You need a direction for your life. There are times we need a direction. There are times that our challenge is not money. You have money, but you don't know exactly 
what to do with the money. Not because you don't really know what to do, but you have options. And you are trying to narrow down your options so that you don't lose your money. Because as people make money, they lose money. Money can go down the drain with one bad choice. One bad investment. One bad business. Just one bad person. One bad whatever. So Lord, what do I do? Many times we, you go on Google or you call a friend. You ask for counsel. You ask for advice. That's fine. Ask for advice. But not at the expense of the one on the inside of you. There is somebody on the inside. The counselor. The counselor is on the inside. The real counselor. Counsel you about your being single. Counsel you about your marriage. Counsel you about your health. Do you know the Holy Ghost is interested in what you eat? 120 is God's plan for every single one of us. 120 years. God said so. And God is not like your president. And it's not like your, your, your biological father who made a promise, never fulfilled it. God is God. He's the Almighty. He's got all the power to do whatever he says. And he said in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3, My spirit will not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. He said, but the number, yet the number of his days shall be 120 years. God said so. Why are people not living up to 120? And then we got to the point of making it, you know, yeah, maybe God doesn't want us to live up to 120. Maybe 70 is it. And then by reason of strength, 80. Moses said so. Because the children of Israel being rebellious said so. And that has become the yardstick of the church. How come we have people living up to 90? If God said 70 is our years. And they are not bent at 90. I know a 90-year-old man that drives himself. He has a driver, but he chooses to drive himself sometimes. Doesn't walk around with a walking stick. He's not fidgety. His speech is very clear. God has done everything. He made all the promises when you read through the old covenant. And in the new, Christ came to fulfill all of that. And that Christ has chosen to live on the inside of you. You have everything you need. You have all the wisdom, all the hidden riches that you need. It's all in your spirit man. How to get it out is my business this morning. Because you can have a whole lot stored up for you, laid up for you, but if you don't know how to take advantage of it, then you'll be living like you don't even have anything. It says Christ in you is a mystery. And this mystery is to be known among the Gentiles. It's to be revealed to them. What is the mystery? Originally, we are the Gentiles. We're not Jewish by nature or by origin, right? But Christ in us. Christ in us. Oh, thank God for the Abrahamic covenant that the Jewish people enjoy. Hey, how come? I wasn't born in Israel. Oh, I wish God. Why would you do that? You gave that to me. You, you created me to be a Nigerian. Hey, Christ in you. The hope of glory. And I started this series last week and I hope to conclude it today. So if you went here last week, go get the video, watch it on Facebook or YouTube, whatever, and then I have to move on this morning. What do I want? Okay, so let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 2 and verse 16. I'm going to be referring to it later. I just want us to read it for now. It says, for who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. Can anybody instruct God what to do? You have a piece of advice for God on how to fix Nigeria or how to fix America right now? Nobody. We're not wise enough to instruct or to advise God. But he closed that line with something very powerful, which I want you to think about and meditate on all through the week, this week. This is going to be your meditation for the week. This is a thinking church. I gave you some for last week. It says, but we have the mind of Christ. Somebody say, I have the mind of Christ. How much does the mind of Christ know? A little bit? So much? Is there anything that is hidden from the mind of Christ? No. He says, but you, thank God for the mind of the anointed one and his anointing. He says, but you now have that. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Don't forget we read that last week. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6-7. You find it there. We have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And I want you to remind yourself daily. When confusion comes calling, I cannot be confused. Because I have the mind of Christ. Can Christ ever be confused? If Christ were your classmate, could he ever call you and say, hey, please come and counsel me. I really don't know what to do. I don't know. Um, this guy is coming after me. This one is coming after me. And both of them are born again. They are good guys. They are my friends, actually. But I'm just confused. There's another one at home, too. There's three of them. Another one in my home church. Oh, what do I do? Where do I turn? You have the mind of Christ. Amen. Would Christ ever come to you and ask such a question? I don't know what to do. I don't know what course to take. I don't know. I don't know. In the natural, you may not know. But when you look inwards, remind yourself that you have the mind of Christ. Remind yourself of Psalm 36 and verse 9. For with you is the fountain of life. I've dwelt on that so long. Now look at the B part of it, which I haven't dwelt on so much. And in your light shall we see light. In his light, you see light. If your business is dwindling, you don't know what is going on. You are not making profit. It is not time to go and take loans here and there. Sit down. Have a sit down with King Jesus. And say, Lord, I have your mind. May I have your wisdom on this? What exactly do you want me to do? Take a moment. Pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. You are not helping him, you are helping yourself. You are building up yourself. You are edifying yourself to the point where you can receive the signal. Can I, can, can I have an amen to that? When your battery, your phone battery is low, you cannot receive calls because the signal is out. Your battery is zero percent. So you plug in your phone so that you can build the battery again. And when you build the battery, it gets to a point where now you can have your signal again. You have your 3G or 4G or 5G, whatever you have. And then calls can now come in. Your spirit man is like that also. When you have exposed yourself to all kind of things, all kind of attacks and criticisms and all manner of immorality on the internet, you're down. So what do you do? Jude 20, 
you beloved building up yourself so i separate myself i sit in the corner i'm not helping god i'm building myself because i want to hear from inside me i want to hear from within me we don't hear necessarily from the outside we hear from the inside because god is in me somebody say god is in me right now that's one thing that Paul labored so much for people to get. Don't go to one mountain somewhere looking for what is not lost. Don't go to some prophet somewhere looking for what is not lost. They tell you to have your bath in the river, turn on some candles. All that gibberish is, 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 is idolatry. Christ in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. The solution is in you. The healer is in you. The provider is in you. No bank is your provider. No friend is your provider. No father, no earthly father is your provider. The provider is in you. If you say, my dad is my provider, who provides for your dad? What happens when he grows old and he goes home to be with the Lord? Oh, he would have left something for me. Do you realize that riches don't endure to all generations? Have you realized that one... Even if he leaves so much for you, one bad decision can take everything, can swipe it out in one moment. That's why I said to the adult, the, the parents at the, uh, at the ICC in August as we had the graduation service, what you leave for a child is nothing compared to what you leave in them. In them. Because if you leave nothing in them and you leave so much for them, that so much will be a waste because they have nothing in them to sustain. To multiply. Many, I know many people who were born rich, silver spoon in their mouth today, nothing to write home about. And I know many who were born poor, zero, nothing. And God has helped them to build something. But to not repeat that cycle of failure, they had also better leave something in their kids. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I always have hope. Somebody say, I have hope. Doesn't matter where you are right now in your journey. Maybe you've made huge mistakes in your life. Hey, do you have Christ in you? If you do, then you can recalibrate. It's like the GPS system. When you are driving abroad, I don't know how it works here, and then you, you lose your way, it will tell you to hold on, okay, so you've missed your route. It will recalibrate. It will find another way to still get you to where you're going. Now, this might be a longer route because you missed where you were supposed to turn at maybe at a particular exit. It will recalibrate. But if you say, oh, shut up, shut up, and you shut it down, okay, then find your way, which is what many people have done and why they are where they are right now because they are angry with God, they are bitter with God, bitter against God. Why have you not answered my prayer? You're not good. You are not as good as they say you are. You are not who they claim you are. Somebody sent me a text during the week. Pastor, so, so, and so, and so, and so, I've given up on God and I've given up on life. I've not replied till this morning. How can you be so fickle in your convictions? What is it? People have been through worse situations and they're still trusting God. Christ is in you. No matter what you lose on the outside, even if you lose opportunities, do you know the one on the inside of you can reproduce opportunities for you? Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't come to a point in your life when one bad thing happens and then you take your life because you think that is the end of the story. No, it might be the end of a chapter. The end of one chapter is the beginning of another one. Are you with me this morning? 
How do you get to chapter 13 until you are done with chapter 12? And at the end of chapter 12, you tear the whole book. And there are still several, maybe like 16 more chapters to go. It's only a bend, it's not the end. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have a hope for a better future because Christ is in me. I know my tomorrow will be better than today because Christ is in me. I'm going to get it right maritally because Christ is in me. And I will listen to him. Because that's very important. Listening for his voice. Not just quoting scriptures. Listening for the one on the inside. What do I want you to do, therefore? Number one, allow him think through your mind. Allow him think through your mind. He wants to give you his thoughts. First Corinthians 2.16 that we read says, But you have the mind of Christ. Your mind is your faculty where you think. You think. You think right there. You think right there. Allow him think through your mind. Every time I get up to speak, I say to him, Lord, please think through my mind and speak through my lips. Let him think through you. Let him give you his thoughts. In order to maximize this awesome blessing, which is the mind of Christ, how do I allow him? Get into the word daily so that you may start taking up God's thoughts and start thinking like God. The Bible, the word of God, is a compilation of his thoughts. The scripture, every scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Every scripture, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So these are the thoughts of God. So how do I get his thoughts to become my thoughts? I get into the book that contains all his thoughts. So I begin to pick up his thoughts. For example, one of his thoughts says that by his stripes I'm healed. But I have a sickness in my body. I say, ah. But God, you are not thinking sickness. You are thinking healing. So I drop my sickness thinking and I pick up your healing thinking and I make your thoughts my thoughts and guess what? I'm healed. You can get healed just thinking the thoughts of God without even praying. I've been healed by God. Many others have been healed by God. So you shouldn't be an exception. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. When you are defeated in your thought life, then you are defeated in real life. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 5 to 8. That's why the enemy struggles and works really hard on our mind. He wants to defeat you in your mind. If you are defeated in your mind, you are defeated forever. You are defeated because you have allowed defeat in your mind, in your thoughts. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. To a man thinking defeated thoughts is already defeated before he gets into the boxing ring. A man that wants to go for a job interview and is already thinking he's not going to get the job, he will never get the job because he has already allowed that thought. The thought can be fired into your mind by the enemy. You have the responsibility as a Christian to cast it down. Casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You have that spiritual responsibility under God. When the enemy says you are going to be sick this week, you will die. You will die. You, you won't see next week. And then he's, he's giving you all of those thoughts. He's the one giving you, not the Holy Ghost. Cast them down. 
1 Thessalonians 5, 5 to 8. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Now, is sickness light? Come on now, talk, talk to me, church. What about poverty? Is it light? But is it darkness? What about disease? Is it darkness? People go through dark days. When you go to the hospital and you see some, some, some patients who are living on oxygen, it's a dark moment in their lives. But the Bible says you are children of light. You are children of light and of the day. So if sickness is coming to your body, that's darkness. And you have the responsibility under God to drive it out. Verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. Verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Because faith worketh by love, according to Galatians 5, 6. In Christ, neither circumcision nor circumcision availeth much, but faith that worketh by love. So it says, put on the breastplate, cover your chest region, your heart, with faith and love. Because faith is an issue of the heart. Love is an issue of the heart as well. You must love even as you walk in faith. You can't be a man of faith and you're keeping malice with your brother or your sister and you think your faith is going to work. It's not going to work. I don't like to say that, but that is the truth. Because people hurt me a lot too. And sometimes I feel like I shouldn't forgive them, just break their neck. But as long as I'm in that zone, my faith is not going to produce results. But the moment I turn to the Lord and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, help me. And I receive and I forgive them and I release them. Boom, things are going to work. Things start working again. Cover your chest region, your heart, with the breastplate of faith and love. But he didn't stop there. He said, for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Where does an helmet cover? Your head. And that's where you have your mind. Helmet of salvation. Now, he gives you thoughts. Right there. Thoughts. That's where you think. In your mind. Your mind is in your head. Your mind is not in your chest. You say, have a strong mind. No, no, it's not here. It's here. He said, cover your head with the helmet of salvation. That helmet. Then he, he, put the, he used the word hope right there. For Wear that helmet, the hope of salvation. What does that mean? Let me explain that very quickly, very briefly. The helmet covers the head, and that's where the mind is. Fill up your mind with the hope of salvation in the face of tests, trials, and temptations. No matter how bad it may be right now, you say to yourself, I have the hope of salvation. I'm coming out of this. This will also be a testimony. Luke 21 and verse 13, and this shall turn to me for a testimony. Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? Please follow me. Please follow and don't be distracted. No matter how bad it may be right now, I'm coming out of this. This one also will be a testimony. I'm coming out better than I went into it. I'm coming out stronger than I went into it. I'm coming out brighter than I went into it. The one who delivered us 
who delivered me from so great a death, who still delivers, in whom I trust that he will yet deliver me, according to 2 Corinthians 1.10. Are you with me, church, this morning? You are filling your mind with those thoughts. You are saying to yourself, by his stripes I am healed. The enemy is attacking your body with symptoms, with pain. And it's so horrible. It's becoming unbearable. Fill up your mind. Don't remove that helmet. That helmet is the hope of salvation. The hope of deliverance. The hope of healing. The hope of breakthrough. The hope of prosperity. Things are bad right now. We, don't, we can't afford our, our, our bills. Maybe your family can't even feed. Can't even eat well. Hey, cover your mind, your head with the hope of salvation. <laughs> it's like this today, but it won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. Abundance is coming. Hey, mommy, cheer up. Daddy, cheer up. Younger ones, cheer up. The days of abundance are coming. It won't always be like this. It won't always. You need to fill up your mind with those thoughts. Nobody can do that for you. Oh, I failed the course. Well, it's not the end of my life. I'm going to take it again. And praise God, I'm going to have a better grade. This time it's going to even improve my GP. Can I have an amen to that? But we know in Romans 8.28 that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who have been called according to his purpose. This is where the battle is. Your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. You're going for a visa interview. Make up your mind by the help of the Holy Spirit. Put thoughts. Ah, ah, God owns Nigeria. God is the owner of the country I want to go to. And I'm a child of God. By the grace of God, I'm going. And God is going with me. And I'm going with God. And as I appear before the consular officer, I'm favored. I have my visa. If you allow the enemy to defeat you in your place of prayer or in your room, you can't get it. They've been telling everybody they have no visas now, no more visas. They are not granting Nigerians anymore. They can't go to check how many people have got visa in the last six months. Is that my business? Is that your business? To be bothered about how many businesses are closing every day in the market where you sell, that's not your business. You don't like the fact that they are closing, but that doesn't mean you have to close. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you're a child of God, your case is different. You have the mind of Christ. They don't have the mind of Christ. And if they do, let them use it. Thoughts. Thoughts. That's where the enemy defeats us. If it's going to get you to sin, it will fire an arrow of sinful thoughts into your mind. Check out that babe. She's rounded. Okay. Thought number one. Get her phone number. Okay. Start chatting her up. Okay. She might just, she just might like you, okay? And you are buying everything, and you buy every thought. It could take you three months. It could take you six months. It takes a believer a long time to sin. A longer time than it takes unbelievers. Unbelievers, that's their natural habitat. But for you as a believer, you plan it, plan it, plan it, plan it, plan it, plan it, plan the venue, plan the environment, plan the atmosphere. The atmosphere, when she finally shows up, you plan. Why? Because we have allowed the devil some room in our thoughts. He will fire the thought. If you buy into it, then you bought into trouble. You have the, the, the spiritual responsibility as a Christian to cast that thought down in the name of Jesus. She's my sister in Christ. I'm not going to do that. So get out of here, Mr. Devil, and it will amaze you how that guy will pack his stuff and get out in trepidation from your presence. Can I have an amen to that? Can I have a better amen? 
Sometimes people become poor gradually. Gradually. To start at the top. Even when they are doing well. The devil sells that idea. Things will always be like this. Though. Things will always be like this. You'll be poor someday. You might be poor. You might go broke. It's not offering you any solution anyways. But it's showing you the dark picture. And you begin to think about it. You begin to meditate on it. You meditate on it. Everybody meditates. Everybody meditates. But what we meditate on is what is different. So if you're meditating on the word of God and the promises, faith is coming. You're meditating on the words of Satan. Fear is coming every time. <laughs> Nothing is stable. Nigeria is not stable. Currency is volatile. <laughs> Anybody can be broke anytime. <laughs> Somebody can just sleep and wake up and become broke. They can be rich when they go to bed. But when they wake up, they're broke. <laughs> Lord, don't let me be poor. <laughs> Somebody can be poor. The moment you buy into that possibility, watch it. What if these customers that are calling me every time, ordering, 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 what if they, they stop the order? And gradually, they will be, one by one, they'll begin to stop. They'll begin to reduce. Maybe some of them by virtue of relocation. But because of the seeds that the enemy has sown in your mind, which you have provided a fertile ground for, you take it, and it becomes your possession. What the word of God does, therefore, is to go to the root. And help you uproot those thoughts. 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 You are in church this morning because you thought about coming to church. And you made up your mind. I'll be in church. Against all odds. How convenient is it to get up at 5 a.m. or 5.30 and be in church at 6.30? I always miss Sister Cynthia in church. She lives very far. Challenge area. To arrange chairs. You could wake up and say, mm, I'm tired today, Jerry. Let me just, let me chill a little bit. God will not be angry. I will join online. When you can be here physically, I will join online. How many joined online and stayed all through? Be, be honest. Thoughts. Thoughts. And if you are going to be rich, you need to take up the thoughts of God. If you are going to be well, take up the thoughts of God on healing. If you are going to be delivered and stay delivered, Take up the thoughts of God on deliverance. You want your children to be groomed in the way of the Lord. Take up the thoughts of God on that. Isaiah 54, 13. It says, and all your children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace, the shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking of your children. That's one of my favorite scriptures for my children. I'm taking up the thoughts of God. Are you with me this morning, church? God doesn't think sickness, disease, poverty, lack, early death, sin. Some people think early death so long till they die. They thought it till they died. Ah. God let somebody live long ago. This one that people are just dying anyhow. Everyone on social media now is RIP, RIP, and they are young people. God, though, please. They've already bought that thought. It's not today young people have been dying. We met it in the world. <laughs> True. That you happen to know the people that died doesn't make it special. You only happen to know. What about the people who died daily and you don't know them? Do you bother about that? But when you now know one, two, three people and they die like back to back. Hey, we don't know. You see believers, they move back into the unbelief zone. Because the devil has fired the thoughts of early death into their mind. 
these thoughts become strongholds when we don't deal with them. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. No, chapter 10. Chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Thoughts. This message is for thinking people. Second Corinthians chapter 10, and look at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not physical. They are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. They are not carnal, but they are mighty. What for? To the pulling down of strongholds. What are strongholds? Thoughts that the enemy has fired into our mind that have become so strong that they are holding us bound. Stronghold. Why some people cannot get out of poverty is because of the thought fired into their mind by the enemy and they thought it was God and it has held them and it's so strong and it has held them on the same spot. We are poor for the Lord. Only the poor shall make heaven. You have to be poor to enter heaven. Me, I don't have anything to do with this world. I just want to go to heaven. This whole world can never hold me. Any moment I'll be gone. I have made my consecration. Oh, and I have my wedding garment. Wedding garment on. When the roll is called up yonder. to heaven. Hold on, hold on. Before you get to heaven, God sent you here on assignment. Have you, have you fulfilled the assignment? You want to go to heaven as, a, as, as, as what? You just lived empty? You didn't do your work? What, what do we assume the judgment seat of Christ would look like? It's a day of reward. What you've done? You've done nothing. Just, you just came. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to make heaven. 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 I don't know if some people will be roaming the streets in heaven. I don't know. If they will ever have accommodation. And I'm not ready to squat anybody. Live your life to the fullest here, to the glory of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? In your profession, in your business, you meet people. Be the face of Christ. Some of those people will never go to church. They will never meet any pastor. You are the pastor they will meet. Lead them to Christ. That's why God blesses us. That's why God prospers us. That's why he made you looking very beautiful. He made you looking very beautiful because he knows some, some people will be attracted to your beauty. And you are not to give them sex. For, for the attraction, you are to give them Christ. He made you, he, if he made you ugly, what would you do? I'm beautiful because my parents, my mom is beautiful, my, my dad is handsome. Peleo, I've seen a beautiful couple. And all the, all the children, you'll be wondering, who did they resemble? <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, children that look neither like the father nor the mother. And you wonder, ah, oh they're beautiful. My wife and I, we talk a lot. We, we've seen that. See, look at that woman. Look at the woman. And the husband is not bad either. Well, the <laughs> he made you beautiful. He made you handsome. So you can attract people to his glory. He made you talented. 
so that through your talent, you can bring souls to the kingdom. He made you wealthy so that through your wealth, you can, you can win souls. He gave you a job so that through your job, you can win souls to Christ. That's, that's the essence. That's the essence. An abuse of that is what leads to a lot of chaos in our lives and in the lives of other people. When we abuse the resources that he has given us. When you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. You don't know why he made you beautiful. You start sleeping around. Everybody's after me. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the finest girl on campus. Peleo, 20 years from now, you won't be the same anymore. I'm, 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 I'm the most handsome. I'm, I'm the Mr. Campus. Yeah, he made you like that for a purpose, for his purpose. I'm, I'm talented. I can play instruments. I, I can run. I'm an, I'm, I'm an athlete. I win gold medals. Look at that girl called Toby Amuso. Well, I don't know if she's a believer, but imagine if she were a born-again Christian. Look at how many souls she will win for Christ. There was another one that won another medal. I can't remember her name. And she was giving all the glory to God. And she was talking about how she's, she was speaking in tongues that I'm preparing. I think Toby too is a Christian. I think so. I'm not too sure. But God does such things to bring glory to himself. Because Christ is in you and he wants the world to see that Christ in you. You can be a nurse. He wants you to be the best in your place of work. The best nurse. And you are getting an award. The best staff of the week. The best staff of the month. The best staff of the year. Why? So that when they call you to the microphone and say, say something. They expect you to say, diligence, hard work, motivation, excellence, integrity, neatness. And then be attractive. And then that's all. No. That's what they expect. You tell them, glory, I dedicate this to the glory of God, my Father, who is the source of my inspiration. Everything I do comes from him. My thoughts, yes, I think diligence, I think integrity, I think promptitude, I think excellence, I think hard work, but all of those thoughts come from him. He's my source. He tells me what to do every day. He gives me creative ideas. That's why when I come to work, I'm able to do this, I'm able to do that. I don't come late because he tells me to not come late because he has given me his thoughts that I should be diligent because the hand of the diligent makes rich. And so, whoa. There are Christians there, nominal Christians. They don't open their Bible. There are Muslims there. They don't know Jesus. There are people, they are free, free thinkers. And you are talking to all of them and somebody is thinking, I need to be closer to this lady. After work, don't be surprised. When some people slide into your DM and say, what? Babes, can you tell me more? And you tell them it's Christ. I wonder Christ. That's why we are here. Otherwise, we are just occupying space. Waiting for 120 to tick, tick, tick away. And then we become sand again. <gasps> and then we go. Somebody getting what I'm saying this morning. God, when he wants to do big things in our lives, we change how we think. The reason Christians are fighting Christians is because we have taken the thoughts of the enemy and we've allowed them to take root in our head. When we should all look up and take up the thoughts of God. God wants every one of us big. He wants every one of us successful. That's why he wrote the Bible, not to some people, for everybody. So that it's an open book, everybody has an access to it, equal access to it. What he said to Joshua, he said to David. He said to Abraham, he said to Moses, he said to Isaac, he said to Jacob, he said to you, he said to me. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But on it you shall meditate day and night. 
to observe diligently to do all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way. You shall make your way. You, not I. You. I've given you what to help you. But you shall make your way as you meditate on what I've given you. My thoughts. Meditate on my thoughts. And you shall make your way prosperous. And you shall have good success. What is said to one is said to all. Can I have an amen? Thank you, Lord. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, see the Lord. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. To prosper you and not to harm you, to give you future and hope. Let me jump a little bit to my second point so I can go to my last point. So I want to finish this today. save this later. I said something earlier, that just by thinking like God, so you know what this does to you? As you take up his thoughts, you start thinking like him. When you take up the thoughts of Pastor Fred, you start thinking like Pastor Fred. When you take up the thoughts of your mom, you start thinking like your mom. That's why some people say, ah, this girl is not different from my mom at all. It's not that you're not two different personalities. You're two different personalities. But you've chosen to take up the way she thinks. Mommy, how do you think about this? Ah, this is how I think. This is my opinion. Oh, okay. Your opinion becomes mine. There are certain issues that if you bring to me and I say, do so, so, and so, we've, we've proven it in this church. And people have gone to the senior pastor with the same issue and he has told them the same thing. You know why? Because I've been with him for a while. I already know how he thinks about those things. So when you come to me first, I will tell you what he will tell you. So when you go to him, he tells you the same thing. Can you now imagine us spending time with God? Senior pastor is human. I'm human. I'm liable to error. But what about the God that is not liable to error? Who will tell God, God, you made a mistake right there. Um, let me correct you. Who? Number two. Let Christ live big on your inside. Let Christ live big on your inside. In Psalm 16 and verse 8, the psalmist said, I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I will not be moved. This comes through meditation. Meditation helps you to convert the text of the word into pictures. We understand more clearly by pictures. Allow the Holy Spirit, the precious Holy Spirit, help you convert the text of the word into pictures. No one features in the future that they cannot picture. No one. No one. No one. That's why when God was going to help Abraham, he called him out. This was, he had a vision. He appeared to him in the vision and then called him out. Genesis 15, verses 5 and 6. Can we look at that very quickly? Genesis 15, verses 5 and 6. <laughs> the power of pictures. I want Christ to live big on the inside of me. Until you see the picture of Christ inside you, you don't see him living big. See the picture. Genesis 15, verses 5 and 6. And he brought him forth abroad. Now, the abroad here is not overseas. So before you say, God, God, help Abraham to Jaffa. <laughs> and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars. If thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. 
Verse 6, and he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Abraham had a hard time believing God up until this moment. He would believe small, he would doubt small. That's why he had Ishmael. Otherwise, if he had stood all the while, Mama Sarah could bring up an idea and he would say, no, 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 God said so, so, and so. But like every other human, liable to fault and error. But God stopped showing him text. You can read the text and you don't understand. But when those texts are converted into pictures, if I write thermometer, you know the spelling. Thermometer, thermometer, thermometer. What is this? What is thermometer? Thermometer. thermometer. What's thermometer? Thermometer. Thermometer. Meta, meter. Whichever. Then somebody flips their phone and shows you the picture. This is what the thermometer. Ah, I know it. Ah, I know thermometer. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, know. I see. People understand. We all understand better by pictures. When the devil, the devil also knows this. That's why he gives people imaginations. Imagine you die young. Imagine they bring your body in the church. See your pastor crying. See all the members of the choir. Ah, see your parents, they're wearing black. They're saying that so people are consoling them. See, see, see. If you buy that picture, it's your fault. But you have the Holy Ghost in you, Christ in you, and you can say, hey, out with your stupid thoughts in the name of Jesus. I see myself living so long and strong, surrounded by my grandchildren. In fact, I see myself abroad in my old age. <laughs> I have a country home, nice, and all my grandkids are coming. And all my great-grandkids are coming. And they're all hugging and pecking me. Oh, Grandpa, are you doing? Man, I'm, I'm good, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Iboropa, Koko, Ondo State, Nigeria. And that's where you're all from. Oh, now, Grandpa, was Iboro? Iboro what? Say that again. Come on. Iboropa, Akoko, Chalafi, Aloha. I defer. I defer, Grandpa. That's what I see. Amen. And what you see is going to happen. You have to see it first. In the realm of the spirit. And you believe it. And then you will see it in the physical. What do you see? You see a failure? Out of yourself? Or you see an employer of labor? You see an entrepreneur? You see an anointed minister of the gospel? You see yourself laying hands on the sick and they are recovered. You might not be a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher. Hey, babes, in your beauty spa, people can come. And then all you say is, let me agree with you. By the stripes of Jesus, you're healed in Jesus' name. Amen. I was anchoring a reception yesterday for uh, Grandma Adedino, the pastor of the uh, Potter's Planet Church. And I, I invited people to come and speak about her, give, you know, birthday tributes and all. And her neighbor was there. And, you know, she said, today I'm not supposed to be here because I'm sick. Out. The alarm went off in my spirit. I'm sick scared. Myself and one of our pastors looked at each other. What? Don't make that kind of confession. And then she made, you know, the tribute and she was going back. And I held her hand and said, hello, ma'am. And she looked at me. Yeah. And I said, can we all agree that in the name of Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, you're healed? And the people said, amen. And she said, amen. I said, that's it. Believe. Receive. 
It's as simple as that. You are healed already. You are not going to be healed. You are already healed. Under the old covenant, Isaiah looked into the future by the Holy Ghost and prophesied. Surely he took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses and diseases. But and the, the, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah prophesied. He foretold what was going to happen in the future. In the new covenant, Christ came and fulfilled what Isaiah prophesied. Peter, who was there when Jesus was crucified, wrote one of the epistles in 1 Peter chapter 2, and in verse 24, what Isaiah put in the future, Peter put in the past. Why? Because between Isaiah and Peter, in the middle was the cross. Isaiah was before the cross, with his stripes, you are healed. Christ came, fulfilled that. Then Peter, after the cross, said, with his stripes, you were, you were, were healed. Were sounds like the past form of are. You are not going to be healed. No. You were healed. And because you were healed, you are healed right now. Can I have an amen to that? The healer is in you. All you need to do is to receive. Just receive the healing. It's been done. Receive it. Your car has been paid for. Receive it. Your new phone has been paid for. Receive it. In this kingdom, we should learn to receive a lot. That's why we don't create Christ. We receive him as Lord and Savior. Receive. We receive the Holy Ghost. We receive. Amen. Amen. How many of you fast and pray to receive the Holy Ghost? No. You just stumbled into church one day and the pastor said, let's receive the Holy Ghost. If you want to receive the Holy Ghost, come out. And then you came out. I've seen people try to struggle to, to stop speaking in tongues when they received and they started crying. You have received. In much same way, receive prosperity. Receive all you need. Receive your admission. You think Jesus will come down tomorrow and go and meet the VC of UI. I am Jesus. Give admission to my son. receive it, it's your fault. Don't blame anybody. Don't blame God. Don't blame the devil. The devil will always contend with you. He doesn't want you to receive anything. You, check him out and receive. Amen? Let Christ live big on the inside of you. Let him live big. When Abraham saw the picture of what God was saying, he couldn't doubt his faithfulness anymore. Now, this is where I conclude. How do I let Christ live big in me? One point that will give birth to three points. Keep regular appointments with God and be disciplined enough to follow through. Keep regular appointments with King Jesus and be disciplined enough to follow through. If you set your alarm for 5 a.m., I want to meet with God 5 a.m., please keep your 5 a.m. God is not bound by time. If you say 8 a.m., it will come. If you say 1 p.m., it will come. If you say 3 p.m., it will come. But it's a good discipline for you as a Christian to keep that appointment. Keep that appointment. If the governor says, see me at 7 a.m. Monday morning, would you be there at 7.30? Come and talk to me. Would you be there at 7.30? An appointment is an appointment. Even coming to church is an appointment. Keep that appointment. You're, now, apart from coming to church physically, your own church 
your own time alone with God is an appointment. And be disciplined enough to follow through. There will be days you wake up. I tell you, I confess, there are days I wake up, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like engaging in long prayer or even getting to the word. I get into the word, I sleep off. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh. If you get some more sleep. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We'll do this tomorrow. And man, I, I don't feel too good about it. Keep that appointment. Protect that time. Switch off your phone. Put your phone on flight mode. Some of us, the number one enemy is not Satan, is your phone. The moment you open your Bible to read, something goes up, something beeps on your phone. Tum, 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 tum. It's a notification from WhatsApp. Okay, let me quickly see. Ooh, oh, wow, really? Oh, wow. And then for one hour, you might forget the Bible and then focus on WhatsApp. Hey, this is your life. This is the secret of your success. Not WhatsApp. Is the one that will tell you what to put on WhatsApp. What to write. How to answer that person. Fight off distractions. Fight it off. Social media can be a major distraction. Put the, put the phone on flight mode. When I'm serious about hearing from God, <laughs> I mean when I'm serious. When I really am serious, my phone goes on flight mode. You can take time off three days and you say, I want to go on a retreat. And throughout the three days, you are just chatting away. Nobody's talking to you. You are talking to everybody. You are looking at pictures and browsing videos and photos. You don't need that. And you, don't, you might not have the luxury to say, let me go and check in a hotel and just stay alone with God. In your house, make room. I'm not saying make one hour. You can do 30 minutes. After a while, as you enjoy the thing, you will, you will find yourself moving to 45 minutes. You'll find yourself moving to one hour. Don't start with one hour that you can't sustain. Keep regular appointment with God. Now, what do you do during the appointment? Number one, enter his gates. I'm giving you practical steps now, things to do. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Ephesians, sorry, Psalm 100 and verse 4, then Ephesians 5.20. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, come into his court with praise. Ephesians 5.20 tells us to give thanks to God for always, for all things. Amen? As you, let me tell you, let me show you an example. Because some people say they don't know how, how, how. So this is how. As you wake up on your bed in the morning, you can call the names of God. You're the I am that I am. You are the ancient of days. Call him what he is to you. Apart from the ones that you know. And this is, sometimes it's better in your native language. Like in Yoruba now, I know certain things that English is limited <laughs> in that area. Uh, you know? The one who calls you and brings you to honor. When he sends you on an errand, he goes with you. He supports you. I call him by what he is and who he is to me. Worship him. Thank him. Then I begin to thank him. Thank him for the salvation of your soul. And this you should do during the day as well. You are busy. Busy doing business. But hey! Pause! David said, I've set the Lord always before me, 
because it's at my right hand, I will not be moved. Always. So sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm driving and I'm on the steering. I'm saying, Lord, I just want to thank you for my life. I thank you for this beautiful life that you have given me. Thank you for the breath that I breathe. Thank you for the salvation of my soul. For even saving me, I'm grateful. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the businesses that I do. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the wife you gave me. Thank you for the children you've blessed me with. Thank you for the Expression House. Oh, what an awesome ministry. Expression House is blessed. I'm the blessed colors blessed. I just want to thank you. You are the one doing things there. You are the maker. You are the doer. You are the shaker. You are the mover. You are everything. And I love you, Lord. And I just bless your name. Thank you for the clothes I'm driving. I'm, I'm wearing. Thank you for the car I'm driving. Thank you for the decent roof. I tell my children to pray that way. Thank you for the decent roof over our heads. Because every time we wake up in the morning and look up, our roof is decent. So thank you, Lord. We thank you for it. It's not our house. It's a, it's a rented apartment. But we thank you for it. Because you give us ours. Can I have an amen? He has given us. All we need to do is receive. Everything you need in your future, God has already given you. He's not going to manufacture anything. All you need to do is what? If you are following me, all you need to do is what? Receive. Receive a new phone. That's all. God, give me a phone. No, receive a phone. It's been given. It's been paid for. As you receive, the buttons are pressed in the realm of the spirit. Somebody will lose their peace and say, well, send me your account number. I don't know. I just think you need something. Let me. Oh, how do I? I don't. Do you need a phone? I, I need a phone. No. Is there anybody who will ask, do you need a phone? I will not say I need a phone. <laughs> anybody? That's God working. He walks in the realm of the spirit. But if you try to walk it yourself, you're wasting your time. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Don't come with complaints. Wake up in the morning. Person don't even wake up for a better country. Now for Nigeria, a person wake up. Nigeria is a better country. Not a better country. Whatever the situation of things right now, people are still doing well in Nigeria. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be deceived by the enemy. People are still doing well. I'm doing well. And you should be doing well. If you're not doing well, I'm so, I'll be surprised. Because according to Psalm 37 verse 19, the word of God says they will not, you will not be disgraced in hard times. Does he not know that hard times will come? Why did he write it in the Bible? He knows that hard times will come. He said, but you will not be disgraced in hard times. Can I have an amen? He said, even in famine, you will have more than enough. This is the time to have more than enough. Amen? Why more than enough? So that you can use that to preach the gospel. Everybody's broke and blasted around you. And you are so blessed and highly favored. You use the resources to preach Christ to them. He said, what's your secret? Somebody asks for 10K, you give them 10K. Somebody asks for 5K, you give them 5K. Somebody asks for 2K, you give them 2K. What's your secret? Are we not all doing the same business? It's Jesus. So, ah, your own Jesus is different from mine. No, ah, you better receive mine. Number two, what do you do when you, keep, when you come to that appointment? Number two, pray in the understanding and pray in the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Paul the Apostle, who taught us to pray, in the Holy Ghost, also emphasized praying in the understanding. Don't just pray in the Holy Ghost alone, pray in the understanding also. He said, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, 
and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. God is interested in your praying in the understanding as much as he's interested in your praying in the Spirit. He wants to hear, I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And my favorite is, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You were close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. He wants you to say that to him. Lord, I love you. How many of you love somebody and you say to them in tongues every time? Interpret. If I say that to my wife, she'll say, okay. Our people say the one that speaks English in the house of the in-laws will be the one to interpret. Speak to him in the understanding. Lord, this guy would be nothing without you. The guy you saved has come to worship you. The guy you helped has come to worship you. The guy you blessed has come to worship you. The guy you healed has come to worship you. He wants to hear that. Not just complaints every time. God, you know you have not done it. It's not fair. Not fair. You've been doing for everybody. He's been doing for everybody around you. Congratulations. You are next in line. That's what Christian people don't understand. And they envy and they are jealous of one another in the same church. Somebody has been lifted. Everybody is against the person. What's your problem? You don't know that we are all on the queue and the line is moving. Don't sit back here and here. Uncle Amen. As that person checks out of the line, I mean, I've been at Walmart in the U.S., and you, you shop and shop and shop, and then you say, well, you can check yourself out. There's a machine for self-check. But you say, mm, I don't want self-check. I want them to check me out. And then you, you, you join the queue. That's why I love those countries. They're they orderly. You, you, you queue. I love to queue in America. One time, I wanted to jump down from the bus. My friend helped me say, ah, as a friend, I said, ah, he said, this is America. I said, I, I don't want the bus to move. I need to quickly carry my, my bag. He said, the bus is not going anywhere until the last person comes down. I said, okay. Sorry. I thought I was still in Nigeria. The Nigerian in me showed up. Let the Christ in you show up. Amen? So when you come into his presence, enter with thanksgiving, pray in the understanding and pray in the spirit. After praying in the understanding, telling him all the beautiful things, how wonderful your life is because of him, then pray in, the, pray in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Number three, what do you do when you come to that appointment? Meditate, meditate, meditate in the Word. Meditate in the Word. 
meditate in the word. It's in the place of meditation that texts are converted to pictures. I mentioned that earlier. In the place of meditation, texts are converted to pictures. Genesis 15, 5 to 6, Abraham meditated. When God called him out and said, look up! Look up now! He did. He said, tell the number of the stars. Abraham looked up and said, eh, it's true. I can't number the stars. Oh, they are so many. They are so innumerable. God said, so shall thy seed be. Abraham said, wow! Wait, oh. As innumerable as the stars of the sky, so will my seed be. Eh? God, I thank you. Guess what? The next verse says, and God counted it to him for righteousness. Your faith pleases God. This is the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith. Ah, God. You are going to make me a father of many nations. Wow! America, England, Canada, Ghana, Nigeria, Cameroon, Niger, everywhere. Father of many nations. I can see. I see. I can't count the number of stars. I will not be able to count my children. Thank you, Lord. And God counted it to him for righteousness. Today, is he not the father of many nations? Everybody that gives their life, their life to Christ is automatically the seed of Abraham. Galatians 3.29. Because of one encounter through meditation. God called him. Look up! He looked up. He meditated. He believed. Not only Abraham meditated. Isaac also meditated. You'll find that in Genesis 24, verse 63. The Bible says, Isaac in the evening went out into the field to meditate. To meditate. Okay? Mm. He was walking in the garden and he was meditating. Isaac came out with the first plan on using irrigation for agriculture. Go check it out. How do I generate irrigation for my plants and water for my animals? It came by meditation. I met a man years ago that told me Israel developed an app for irrigation. The app will tell the farmer when it is going to rain, how much rain the plant, the crop needs, how much water, the volume of water, so it doesn't, it doesn't become over-irrigated or under-irrigated. The nation of Israel. Such inventions come when you meditate. Don't live a life that is too busy. You have no time for God. If you're a printer, in your printing business, you better meditate. God will give you ideas. He will convert text into pictures. You will see yourself buying a machine. You will see yourself designing in such a way that your designs will be unique. Everybody is a graphic designer. You will stand out. Ideas come in the place of meditation. Concept, insight in the place of meditation. Joshua meditated. Joshua 1.8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day. And nine. David the psalmist meditated. In fact, in Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3, he said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the, of, of the, of, of the scornful. But his delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Verse 3. 
as a result of meditation, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. People like the last part. Whatever I do shall prosper. Whatever I do, so they start pure water business, they lose all their money. God, but you said, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Receive Bible science in Jesus' name. You start with meditation. In his law, day and night. If he says, go into fashion business. Really? Fashion business? He said so. You had it clearly in the place of meditation. You, oh Lord, this is what you want me to do. And I have a passion for it. I like it. Make your inquiries. See how to set it up. Believe God for resources. Set it up! Don't be afraid to be big. David also told us in Psalm 16 verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. How often? How often? During our day, you may forget. I forget too. It happens. We are carried away with other things. Remind yourself. Bring him back. Factor him back into your thoughts. Ah, God, sorry, I forgot about you. Lord, I thank you because you are in me. Christ, you are in me. You are in me. You are in me. Thank you for being in me. Thank you for not taking a, taking a sabbatical. And you thank him all over again. Thank him all over again. Thank him all over again. And then you hear him talk to you about your work. About the problem in your office, how to get out of that problem. He will tell you. David also told us in Psalm 119 verse 97. Write it down, Psalm 119, verse 97 to 105. But I, I, cannot, I don't have the time to read it. But in, in verse 97, it said, Thy law has become my meditation all day long. Your word, your word has become my meditation all day long. Some of us meditate on the words of the devil. Nobody likes you. You are not favored. That's why nobody is helping you. The devil said that to you in the realm of the spirit. You had it, and then you, you tabernacled on it. And it affects your life. And everywhere you go, nobody likes you. Nobody helps you. Because you have believed that. Root it out this morning. And change it with Psalm 5 and verse 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. You will surround him with favor as with a shield. I am the righteous. I am the righteousness of God by Christ Jesus. According to 2 Corinthians 5.21. I am the righteousness of God. Therefore, I am the righteous that the Bible was talking about in Psalm 5 and verse 12. Therefore, I am the one that God will bless. And I am the one that is surrounded with favor as with a shield. So, I'm not saying, Lord, please favor me. I'm saying, Lord, thank you. Because I'm already surrounded with favor. Everywhere I go, I see the favor of God. And I'm not surprised. Amen? I will be surprised if you don't favor me. The only thing that surprises me is how God does the favor. That one, he keeps from us because he's God. That you are favored shouldn't be a surprise. But how the favor comes is what, ah, auntie, really? Then you give him the glory. So you don't become the cock, peacock. Oh yeah, we know. <laughs> we are the carriers of favor. <laughs> no. Return the glory to him. Amen? You see, I'm rushing because I need to close. This is the end of it. In the place of meditation, light comes. And when light comes, you see. You know when you're talking to someone and you're explaining, explaining, ex they don't get what you're saying. It can be very frustrating. Then you use an illustration. You know, for example, when you go to a market and you buy this and you buy that. You say, oh, what do they say? Finish it for me. Oh, I see. I see what you are saying. I didn't hear you. 
but now I see. That is when texts, words, graduate into pictures. The Bible says when Elijah saw those words, he fled. The words of Jezebel. He killed the prophets of Baal. Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. I promise you by my God, tomorrow about this time, if your head is still standing on your neck, like you killed those prophets, I will finish you. If your head is still standing, may the gods do so and worse tonight. The Bible says, when Elijah saw those words, he didn't hear. He saw the pictures of death. Man took off. Man of God. He killed prophets. Men. A woman. Sent a threat. And he saw the pictures. He didn't see. He didn't read the text. He saw himself being... So he took off. Imagine seeing what God is saying. Imagine seeing the picture that you are blessed. Hmm? Imagine seeing the picture that you are healed. You get up from the sick bed. Oh Lord. Philippians 4 8. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things have good report, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. The word think there is also meditate. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15, Paul said to Timothy, these things, meditate on them so that your profiting may appear to all. My last point, which is my big number three. You have to really follow me to understand this message. I gave you number one. Allow him think through your mind. Big number one. Big number two. Let Christ live big on your inside. Under that, I gave you a major point. How do I let him live big in me? Keep regular appointment. That regular appointment now has subsections. One, two, three. End of story. Now this is big number three, which is the last point. Take corresponding actions. Take corresponding actions. If Christ really is in you, then pray for the sick. Send in the proposal for that business. Register your company. Do something. Get up from that sick bed. James 2.17 says, Faith without works is dead. Works there means corresponding actions. Take corresponding actions. Are you with me, church? Let me read the other scriptures, and I'll say something, and then that's it. 2 Timothy 4.16. In 4.15, Paul said to Timothy to think. To meditate on these things. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. In 16, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and in verse 16, then he, he gave him a further instruction. He said, oh, did I say 2 Timothy? I guess that should be 1 Timothy. 4 and 16, yes. In 15, he said, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that your profiting may appear to all. But how will your profiting appear to all? Verse 16. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing, somebody said doing, in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Do something. Let me tell your neighbor, say do something. Go to Philippians. We read Philippians 4, 8. I quoted it earlier. It says to think, to think. Finally, brethren, 
Whatsoever things are true, verse 8. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's meditation. But go to verse 9. Verse 9 says, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard. Every Sunday, expression house, you learn, you receive, you hear. Every Thursday, you learn, you receive, you hear. And seen in me. And the God of peace shall be with you. It is time to do something. Are you with me? It is time, expression house, to do something. Do something. Win a soul. Get on evangelism. You don't need to belong to the evangelism unit of the church. Get out as an evangelist on your campus. Invite somebody to church. Invite somebody to Christ. Win a soul. Go out and pray for the sick. If Christ really lives in you, if you know that he really lives in you, then you will take corresponding action. Ah, uh, pastor, in our family, something is troubling us. Take charge of that something. Get it out. You are the one to get it out. Not your parents. Do something. Tell your neighbor again, say do something. Act 1-1. One, one. The former treaties have I made unto you, O Theophilus, of the things that Jesus began but to do and teach. Jesus did not just teach. He did. He did something. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who was sleeping and waking up eating bread and butter. Was he anointed with the Holy Ghost? Come on, talk to me, George. No, you know the way we say it in expression house. Was he anointed with the Holy Ghost? Was he anointed with power? Did he do nothing with it? He went about. He went. He went. He went. He was not invited. He went there. He was invited. He went there. He went. He went. He went. And he was dispel, dispensing the power of the Holy Ghost, the Christ, the anointed, the anointing on him and in him. He was dispensing it to dispel the works of darkness. You carry so much. What are you doing with it? It is time for corresponding action. It is as you take the action, you see God. As you take the action, you see God. Romans 8.14 in the message translation. It says, in the KJV, it says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But in the message translation, it says God's Spirit beckons. This is how to beckon. You beckon on someone. Hmm? God's Spirit, the Spirit of God is beckoning on you. And what is he saying? There are things to do. And there are places to go. A young man is supposed to be on a project that I'm involved with. I told him about the opportunity about four months ago. And we've been at it. His family members will not support him financially. Because he's been a prodigal son. He has wasted a lot of resources. So he took my intervention. Spoke with the sister in Canada. Spoke with the husband. I will speak with them at an odd hour. That was not convenient for me at all. I had to stay awake till we'll start talking from 12 a.m. to 2. They told me all these stories. I said some of these things they have told me. We will talk, 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 talk. I'll beg them. I'll plead with them. Please, just give him this one chance. 
just give him this one chance. This chance, this opportunity will change the life of this young man. Ah, Pastor Elegbe, that's what they call me. Pastor Elegbe, is you all? Is you all? Is you all? And I'm talking a project that involves a couple of millions. And uh, they sent me a deposit of three million on behalf of the guy. I routed it to the appropriate channel. Then the agency in London contacted me and said, your applicants need to have the international passport and this document and get this done, get that done, do police character reports and all of that. So I reached out to him and said, can you quickly send me your, the data page of your international passport? He sent me a reply. Boss, I've been trying really hard to get the international passport. I'm still working on it. Even the connect that you gave me, I have used. But, you know, because something happened, I was robbed, like I told you. I, I, I lost my cool. I did a voice note. He sent me a voice note. I did a voice note as a reply. You are the enemy of your destiny. It's not, now I know it's not Satan. You. Human beings can be more wicked than the devil. You do not know. I will tell you another time. The story I have from the senior pastor. I don't know if you shared it during a blaze. I said, in your life, I'm talking about a 40-year-old man. Have you ever seen a situation where they put a visa on an ID card? Anybody? Do you go to the embassy with an ID card? What do you go to the embassy with? Since four months. Since four months now. Four months. Four months to get a passport. I even gave him the link where he will get it fast. I know the PCO, um, the orderly to the PCO in a particular command in Lagos. I said, go to him. Mention Pastor Fred. He said, I actually started the process then. When I started that process, you know, so we even got to the point of capturing. As I was capturing, that was when they discovered that my name was not the same as the one on BVN. I said, eh? So they now told me to go to NIN. I said, eh? He said, I now went to NIN. I said, eh? He said, I now fixed it. I said, eh? After fixing it, why are you not supposed to go back? You know what he did? He collected money. He spent it. Tell me, is that the devil? It's not always the devil. It's people. By the grace of God, tomorrow morning, his name will be deleted from that thing. That money will be sent back. Tomorrow morning. It's not the opportunity. Because they've got to the point where everybody needs to send in their, their, their passports. He has nothing. How people destroy their own. A Christian, no, ball again. He will be going to Oyo. One time I said, what are you going to do? He said, there's a mountain where I go to pray. I said, eh? is Jesus lost? You leave Ibadan. There's no place to pray in Ibadan. Ibadan is so corrupted. Ibadan is so, it's so jammed with devils. You can't pray in Ibadan. You go to Oyo to pray. People, permit me to speak this English. People do themselves. Oman Shirawan. This is not the devil. Day one that I spoke with him, I spoke with another person. 
that other person has taken all the steps. Everything is ready. He has even told many people in a bid to raise funds for himself and is in a good place now. And you have done nothing. And you will say, man proposes, God disposes. That's the stinking mouth. God proposes. All right? I want to bless you. You dispose. I don't want. Excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. Excuses don't exist. People make them. Why were you not in church last week? Why are you not in church this morning? Nothing. Faith without corresponding action is dead on arrival. D-O-A. Do you have faith? Yes. Are you a man of faith? Yes. Are you a woman of faith? Yes. Where's the corresponding action? It's like a couple that want to have children. Husband lives in America. Wife lives in Nigeria. I don't know how they have it. Maybe via video call. <laughs> you send pregnancy from America. You have to be in the same place. People in the same place, sometimes it's difficult. They are in the same, on the same bed. Still difficult. Let alone one in Abuja, the other in Ibadan. And we are believing God for the flow. Why are people so... Oh God! Business breakthrough. Monday morning, you're on prayer mountain. Customers are coming to your shop. Go, go, go. Hey, this lady's not here. Tuesday morning, go, go, go. She's not here. Whoa, is there any other, any other somebody around here? And they find one shop. Do you do so? so? Yes, I do. we brought a contract for you. The other one is on the mountain. That's why many Christians are poor. When you should be at work, you are praying. When you are at work, you are at work. Don't carry your situation. And say, rubo, 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 rubo. Send a mail to Abuja. I must send a mail to every vet. Before I send to Abuja, they will sack you. Balance your life. When I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm praying, I'm praying. I can be working and praying without disturbing anybody. I'm praying in my spirit. But I must do my work. Are you with me? Somebody said, God has called me. He said, I should not walk. Eh? Stand on your feet, everybody. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Dead on arrival. DOA. This is the week to do something. Everybody tell yourself, I'm going to do something. God is going to enable me.